Hello, the internet, and welcome to this very special episode of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah. Uh, still a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast <laughs> where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck. especially in today's episode, and fuck Fox News. Mm. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jacko on his backo, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do AKAs. My wallet. I, I'm Miles Hey, AK AK Gray. That's it, and that's lazy, and we'll move right on to who else. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined by, as always, actually, by our super producer Anna Hosnier. Uh, but she's on mic today. On mic. Hello. From the start. From the start. From Jump Street. Uh, guys, today we are kicking off our uh, decade in review series uh, with a review of the years 2010 and. 2011. This is wild to be at the end of a decade I know. and actually look Looking back. Looking back on all we've accomplished, all we've built, Cause this standing is on the precipice. 2010, my God, I'm 26 in 2010. Wow. This is like when you really look at all of this, I'm like, I have fully formed memories, opinions, and attitudes on all of this stuff. This is actually a very big year for me in 2010. It was my last year working in politics. Okay. Oh. And was the year that I had decided to completely start over, move in with my mother, and right. try and do something with comedy. Uh, so I'm, yeah, it's weird to think, like sort of back at some of these stories, some of them overlap with my past life. Yeah, this was uh, when I was living in New York for one year with my lovely wife, mm. and uh, we released a book through Cracked. Uh, we released a bunch of, I think, after hours launched then or was just launching then. Uh, a lot of good times. I was you guys post- released a book? What was it called? Uh, you Might Be a Zombie. Oh, right. Yeah, New York Times bestseller. Oh, no oh, but deal. it didn't have that cross sign next to it on the bestseller list. <laughs> yeah, because high volume it was sales. high volume sales uh, with a dagger. Uh, uh, wait, where were you, Anna? I was in college. You were? Being what young, year? Fresh, yeah, we were looking back at our social media uh, from that time. I guess maybe, we, should we start with, I, I, with, where, with yeah, what one, your social media one posts Facebook uh, update that you had? Yeah, I can <laughs> try and find one. Uh, mine was great. I had a post from beginning of 2010 that said, oh, thank God for being back to good standing at UC Davis. That's right. I had a few months where Back I was- Back to good standing I at failing, UC Davis. I was failing out of college. Yo. <laughs> Guys, you know, sometimes drugs take a hold of your mind and um, you start to fail your classes, but- Guess what? You can come back from it. You like can I did. come back yeah. from it. And become a back. huge success in the entertainment um, industry, like yeah. super producer Anna Hosnier. Yeah, uh, sure. Queen of comedy booking, queen of the podcast world. Uh, I have a, yeah. My one update was this is in November of 2010, right before the elections, and it says I've been in Nevada for five weeks. <laughs> Yo, you. This was an. Am going, I allowed to say that you made you made one of the time top ten stories of every or like top ten of everything? I can neither confirm nor deny. Right. When we get to I that will section, talk about I it. will be extra cagey. Right. And I won't say anything, which is saying something because you're yeah. usually super cagey. I'm yeah. I'm Nicholas Cagey. Nicholas Cagey. Uh, let me see. I had I barely posted anything back then. Uh, but I went to a picture of me and my lovely wife in, uh, what's that country? 
Hmm. America? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, America, America, the United States. Uh, we were in Lisbon. Uh, team team picture of the cracked team. Uh, and, uh, okay, one thing I tweeted, or I guess I posted on Facebook back then. Our book made the bestseller list. I realized calling me New York Times bestselling author Jack O'Brien seems like a mouthful, but you'll be able to read it right off my hat and belt buckle. <laughs> uh, that was something. Did you have a I cracked wrote. belt buckle? Uh, I did not. I had oh. a New York Times bestselling author, Jack O'Brien, belt buckle. Um, Wait, really? No. Oh. Uh, that's. I don't. What... I have another weird status update <laughs> that just says Tom Morello's mom is DJing on KPFK ninety point seven. I don't even know what you that had a means. bunch of really funny well, tweets at the time. These are status updates, fam. These oh, are not, I was oh. not on Twitter really like that at this point. This Got is it. for the for the for the gang on FB. All right, well, let's get into what was happening with the rest of the world. Yeah, uh, that we were oblivious to because we were doing our thing. But mm-hmm. apparently, uh, in the year 2010, there was an oil spill. Y'all hear about this? You that seen was. This? BP oh, of uh, what was it the BP Not event oil horizon, spell. but yeah, yeah, deep water horizon. Yes, deep, great deep film. Deep water horizon. Uh, great film. Oh, it was based on real life. Yeah, yeah. You were just a fan know. of the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was. Wahlberg said, if he was there, he would have been able to kill the, the oil spill. Oh yeah, right. yeah. that's right. I thought he would punch the fire. Yeah, out. he would punch the fire and save everybody. One of the most remarkable things. So the way I went back through. So uh, we should just say up top, I did 2010, 2011. So I'll be taking you guys through the events of that year uh, based on my cursory googling. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed. So one of the ways that I went through was looking at times review like year in review from the end of 2010 so like what they thought was notable about the year and they covered the tea party like it was the wave like it was cut like this is that's just the wave. yeah uh the (laughs) rise of the tea party was their number two top 10 stories of the year Uh uh and they were like you know back in 08 uh we thought it was everything was uh going left but now things have changed. The Tea Party, a disparate collection of anti-big government activists and heartland conservatives, uh, they do acknowledge that uh, it has the backing of wealthy patrons like Charles and David Koch. Ah. Uh, but they don't specify that it was fully astroturfed by them. It right, was like right, right. a cynical ploy. The day Obama was being sworn in, the Koch brothers had a meeting of million and billionaires at a like golf course where they were like, how are we going to take this motherfucker down? Wow. He's going to be bad for our fortunes. Uh, that was not evident to people back in 2010, but there's a great book called Dark Money about like the whole movement. And this was... I mean, it's really a conspiracy. They like had people at these, like the at these Tea Party rallies, yeah, uh, with like signs that were written by the Koch brothers yeah. and like the people with the same wording on the same signs and like the same misspellings would show up in like different cities because they were yeah. downloading a file of information yeah. on like weird takes to have fly your Gatson flags. Yep, it's all. Uh, man, that was such a. Ugh. This was so disheartening too. I think this is when. We uh, in the work that I was doing, a lot of it was around Obamacare and watching this weird ass movement of people dressed up as fucking right. old timey, you know, Tea Party 
what the fuck? The Boston Tea Party. Yeah, the Boston sort of Tea Party was sort of born out Glenn of Glenn right? Beck dressed in a powder wig. Yeah, like and just I'll- weird. 40 to 50 year old like white dude there was something really odd about it because anytime you spoke to somebody who was like a tea partier it was someone who was probably not realizing that they just hated that the president was black right and were maybe first uh seduced by these like big government themes i think essentially then you wake up and you're like oh right i'm i'm just i'm, I'm just him. racist yeah. that's right and they figured that out by the year 2018 but uh 2016 i guess yeah but yeah so their summary of the tea party movement ends with the sentence spurred on by some of the more influential and telegenic personalities in the u.s like sarah palin and glenn beck Ugh. the tea party may be here to stay uh, can I? Have it a, wasn't. <laughs> can I do a little aside? In yeah. as a high school project, I went to one of those weird technology high schools where there was no, there was no tests. You just did projects. But one of the projects was that you basically put together a campaign and ran for president in your class. On mm. everyone, you built a party. You basically made your own party. Like you, you assigned people. Like there was this press secretary. There was a person running. The person who was going to be vice president. All that stuff. And me and my group. We um, called ourselves the Boston Tea Party, and this was in 2008-ish, and so um, after that, when they came out, we were all like, motherfucker. That was more like, oh, we do not want people thinking we are anyway involved, but it was like, you know, years later. I guess we could start selling this merch. Yeah, yeah, but it was, uh, I remember all of us texting, because it was all my best friends who I'm still friends with now being like, oh. And to think, the well, you know, the I guess the Koch brothers owe you a debt of gratitude. Yeah, think, mm. you know what? And here, here's me sending out my regards right. <laughs> to the Koch brothers. Just what? to uh, make everything very dated, I'm going to read you the top 10 buzzwords. Let me know if you remember okay. some of these. Uh, Vuvuzela. Yes, oh, that yeah. was the horn that was being played in the South African Ban World them. Cup. Ban them. Ban yeah. <laughs> them. Top kill slash junk shot slash static kill slash top hat. What is that from? I video games? I don't know what the fuck that is. I think that was video game slang, but I'm guessing what is Time that? Magazine Top managed skill? to just totally fuck it up. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, bed bugs. Uh, oh, big. Was that like the New York yeah, bed bug thing? Yeah, that was when the bed bug was getting cracking. Mm hmm. Uh, austerity was oh, yeah. a buzzword, apparently. Well, because we were just throwing money at Wall Street, being right. like, yes, oh, sorry, you fucked up the economy. Do you want more? Uh, Ayaja Fulajau kill. The Icelandic volcano. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Butchered it. Anchor babies was one of the buzzwords. Cool. Mama Grizzlies. Release oh, the yeah. Kraken. Uh, Wait, wasn't Mama Grizzly something Sarah Palin said? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Release the Kraken, fun times. Uh, Wait, when was, what was the Release the Kraken from? I think it was a movie that came out that year. Pirates? It yeah. wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. It was uh, like Liam Neeson was in it. It was like oh, that weird. Yeah. Uh, it was It was like right after Avatar, they made a big deal about the fact that it was 3D, but it was like a half-assed. Clash like, of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Release the Kraken. Uh, wow. Yeah. That guy Ramin Jawadi, the dude who scored uh, Game of Thrones, scored that film too. Oh, hell yeah. Um. There's all sorts of weird dated shit that I can't believe happened that year. Like their comeback of the year was <laughs> Kanye West for coming back from that Taylor Swift thing. Oh um, wow! They were like, wait, but what did he? What did he? He, put out he there? dropped my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh, that's that 2010. Year. Yeah, uh, so that was a big yeah. year for Kanye. Big year. 
uh, the one of their top ten lists was top ten Facebook trends. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebook movie, five hundred million users. We we're celebrating that they got to five hundred million users. Uh, oh boy! Facebook wow. Places introduced, so now they can track you. But that was uh-huh. like just—it's just like that. I don't know. At first, such how did breathless they, anticipation did, for this like hot new trend, right? Like, but how did they show? What did they present places as first? Be like, you can check in, and yeah, you can just I think basically it was that. say, find your nearest friend, tag photos at this place. Uh, celebrity doppelganger week. Zuckerberg gives millions to Newark public schools. Like it's like this might as well be a fucking. Yeah. Press release from Facebook. By the way, this was the year that Mark Zuckerberg was time person of the year. Queen joins Facebook. Instant messages revealed. Wow. Facebook email and, oh, uh, right here at the end, privacy snafus. Little, little snafus. Situation normal, all fucked up. Yeah, just little little whoopsies, privacy whoopsies. Trending. Uh, or depending on what branch you're in, you might say some Navy asshole fucked up. Right. Top political gaffes. Uh, oh, I can't even imagine what we're going to see. Top political after 2010. Yeah. Obama g- shook right. the black guy's hand like a black guy. Right. Uh, so actually, I want to read you one of Jay Leno's. Uh, so they did top oh, 10 late night jokes. And because it's Time Magazine <laughs> and they're trying to. Top 10 late night. Yeah. They're, tar- they're trying to both sides it. They have uh, a joke from Jay Leno. You know, it's hard to believe President Obama has now been in office for a year. And it's incredible. He took something that was in terrible, terrible shape, and he brought it back from the brink of disaster. The Republican Party. What? Like that yeah. he organized a Republican Party. Racism. Oh, so because he's black and is president, the right. Republicans have woken up? Yeah, basically. Oh, fuck my life. Uh, Jay Leno, man. What yeah. a fuck. That guy's chill. That, that was really like uh, just... Looking back at a time when he was a major figure in the media, like he seems the most out of place, just like weird, dated. Why the fuck? Like, because this was when uh, his feud with Conan was popping off. Uh, so he was still in the news somehow. What was it? Conan. Team Coco. Conan took his slot and then, but J- Leno didn't. And then he got it back, right? Because like Conan was, just did it for a little bit. And was like, yeah, actually, I'm not feeling this. No, it was Conan had been promised the Tonight Show, which right. is like the crown jewel of late night, uh, and he like that was like his dream from the beginning. But he had been promised it like in six years, Leno would retire in the year 2010, and then uh, oh, Leno's like, I don't take want over, it. and then. He took over. The ratings were like not great. Yeah. They were like middling because all TV ratings were middling at that time. Uh, and they were like, we'd better hire Leno back. So they brought in Leno to do a 10 o'clock like tonight show oh. ahead of Conan and moved Conan back an hour. Right. And it was just like a really terrible. He shouldn't situation. have ever took in the t- took the Tonight Show. I just remember being like, "Your humor is for that twelve thirty late night slot." Conan, yeah, like Conan's humor is not for the old people who are who are used to seeing Jay Leno, right? And you could tell the writing changed too. They're sort of like, "Ah, oh, damn." It's I was so hour. bummed when he like went to uh, TBS and just like basically did another late night show. And now I think he's like with Why? the podcast and like the show evolving. But it just felt like it was like this same format that was kind of inhibiting to him. But mm-hmm. like he was so committed to it because he grew up on it. Right, mm-hmm. right. But he's like, 
so fucking funny that like he I feel like that platform only holds him in and his writing staff is fucking incredible. Uh, but yeah, his podcast is good. So check it out. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back uh, to wrap up 2010 and get into the year 2011. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Uh, yeah, so some other big things that happened in 2010. Kanye's beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. LeBron James' decision happened. Oh, not, not a great yep. look for him. Hey, man, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah. Top political gaffes. Uh, Sharon Angle's 11th. Uh, are we talking about this, Miles? Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I was in Nevada at this time. Okay, so Sharon this. Angle was challenging Nevada Senator Harry Reid. Yeah, the, yeah, the majority leader in the, sen- in the Senate at the right. time. Uh, and in ads portraying her opponents as soft on the issue, the Republican featured images of dark-skinned men wearing bandanas sneaking across the border to join gangs, mm-hmm. uh, which people were like, that's racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Latino groups were, Latinx groups were like, that's racist. Uh, and so she tried to defend the ad campaign at yeah. a event, well, she she that you may or may not have been at. I I don't know if I was there, but I, it seemed that she had gone to a high school and the students had captured her on camera defending the ad and saying to a room full of Hispanic students, saying, "Some of you, I don't even know. I, it's hard for me to even tell race. You know, some of you in here look a little more Asian to me." Hmm. And that clip was played all over the news and, and was a huge gaffe that at the time Sharon Angle was riding that Tea Party wave. And, you know, at the Harry Reid was one of the most important people in the Senate at that time. Yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, her the threat of her taking that office was very real. Um, and then this moment, this this gaffe ended up uh, causing quite a big turnout. Yeah. Uh, and hmm. Reed was able to, and I don't know that. Almost I like some media genius helped uh, make it happen. I don't know anything about that. about that. Right. I'm going to be on my Pete Buttigieg and say. I uh, signed look, an NDA yeah, from NDAs. that period of my I life. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, there was also the Ground Zero Mosque story from oh, 2010. Fuck. I feel like there, there's just all these things of just like racism that is basically in plain sight but it's not really being freaked out about in the mainstream media because the mainstream media is still just, I don't know, too polite or too mainstream to really like call it what it is or be worried about it. Or they're just like, well, we elected Obama, so racism can't be a problem. And yeah. there's like all these things that are just growing and growing and Moral into licensing. what they would be in 2016, uh, which would... Fuck the country. Who'd have thought? Uh, but more importantly, we got the Razor Soul Skate, the those shoes kids were have been gliding around on for the oh, past the 10 years. Oh, the Heelys? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Heelys. Heelys. That was 2010? Yeah. Wow. What a year to be alive. I remember when kids used to do old-fashioned walking <laughs> before all that fancy walking. I just yeah. like also they put in here the Nike Right the Future commercial. Uh, was one of the top 10 commercials. It was in preparation for the World Cup. It's directed by Inuritu. People don't realize. And, oh, really? Yeah, and Emil Lubeski or what? His DP is the dude who shot that commercial. Like that sh- that commercial has a lit ass crew. Chivo? Emmanuel Lubeski. Chivo. Yeah, is the dude who is the DP on it. Wow. Um. Anyway, so the top ten viral videos. These 
actually are as iconic as the movies. And we'll close out with the movies that came out that year. But uh, Double Rainbow. Double Rainbow Guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, go. This too shall pass. I don't actually mm-hmm. remember that. Insane Clown Posse, Miracles. Oh, yeah. Right. Magnets. How did that work? Was yeah. the This too shall pass from Okay, go that like... Um, the Rube Goldberg machine? I think the, it was. The one where they're on the treadmills? No, it's the Rube Goldberg oh. machine. Yeah, that was that was their first one. And then it mm-hmm. ended up with like a marching band and shit mm-hmm. at the end. It starts off super uh, involved. One of my favorite viral videos of all time is the Trollolo guy. Oh, yeah, Trollolo man. That was 2010? Yeah, that was 2010. I thought that shit was older. Damn. Well, no, I mean, the video is No, 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 but I mean, like, in my mind, I feel if it's even earlier in the, like, pre-YouTube. Yeah, it's like... If people aren't familiar with it, it's like a a video from the archive of state TV during Soviet Russia, and this dude is like singing, and he's like a pop idol, but he sings in trollolos. Yeah, trollololololo, trollolo. Uh, and it's just very, it's it's very uh, surreal. It's like you're getting a little portal into a different realm of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the movies that came out. So 2010 was kind of an iconic year for movies. Uh, Inception came out that year. Okay. So it changed the way all movie trailers sounded with a boom. The boom. Yeah, that is, I think, probably its most significant contribution to film. Uh, Winter's Bone came out, so we got J-Law. And uh, Easy A came out, which kind of was, I mean, Emma Stone had been in other movies, but uh, that's kind of her big breakthrough. Uh, Catfish, which ended up being uh, pretty like iconic word and yeah. like thing that happens. That movie came out that year. Um, Animal Kingdom show. Great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, if you've seen Animal Kingdom, that's an Australian movie with like Joel Edgerton and uh, and the bad guy from Bloodline, whose name I'm drawing a blank on, but a couple really iconic actors came from that. Uh, the Fighter, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Despicable Me, we got the Minions oh, that boy. year. Hmm. The Town, uh, oh, the town came out that yeah, year. Yeah, the Damn, town. Shit feels, the social. That's network. weird. The town doesn't feel that old to me. As old as 2010. I feel like I saw that shit in 2013. But I right, don't know. the social network came out that year. Toy Story three, Black Swan. Uh, so just a lot the of King speech. Yeah, King speech. Yeah, the King speech won the Academy Award that year. I feel like if we were looking back, I'm I would probably go Social Network since that was like kind of an iconic. I'll go for well the score uh, with. Trent Reznor and Atticus uh, was Oh, I phenomenal. thought you meant a movie called The Score starring Trent Reznor. No, no. no. Could you imagine yeah, yeah. The Score starring Trent Reznor? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember. Man, I was in love with that score. And yeah, then look at him now. so fucking good. The two of them now doing Watchmen. Yeah. How far they've Watchmen come. Watchmen is so good. Inception would definitely be nominated if we were looking back giving the award. That For was, what? For Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's pretty. It has all. It has so many plot holes and shit in it. You can pick apart, but like in terms of the sheer imagination yeah. that it offered, the like as a viewing experience, <laughs> just like influential. I'm here. Uh, uh, I I would give it to Exit Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop, <laughs> pretty great. That came out that year. Uh, that really woke people. Oh, up. Documentary oh, in quotes. Yeah, <laughs> and Mr. Brainwash. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was that he was part of that wasn't that part of the thing mm-hmm. was showing Mr. Brainwash and they're even like is Mr. Brainwash a plant that Banksy created? Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. All of that was so fucking this weird. Is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that it guy's was... business too. I remember watching that documentary being so incensed when he's like, "I sell vintage T-shirt." Yeah, <laughs> wasn't he French but or something? Wasn't shit? yeah something. He was from somewhere, but he was also his whole thing was that he would like rip off art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which is like, okay. I mean, and then also he's had like team of graphic designers where yeah. he just conceptualized yeah. things and then like, yeah, now make that like, but make it lit. That's why it felt so like, it was almost like a critique on the whole concept of, well, what yeah. even say? But I, I think I'm about a, to start making my own exit to the gift yeah. shop. Hey, uh, I think 2010 in general is like, you, you look back at it and like the first of the Harry Potter part sevens came out that year. But for the most part, it's like most of the iconic stuff that came out was not sequels, was not like, yeah. you know, genre uh, superhero movies. And then 2011, we can go right into the movies of 2011. Uh-huh. First of all, when you Google like uh, movies of 2010, the first one is Inception. When you Google movies of 2011, the first one on the list is Midnight in Paris, that Woody Allen movie. What? with Isn't that weird? Is that just bait? Well, I can't imagine. I don't I, who I knows how they yeah, weight that. But. I have no idea. But uh, Drive is oh, from yeah. that year. Okay. Great film. Tree of Life, Hugo. Don't remember Tree of Life. Uh, Tree of Life is. Was yeah. oh, that Brad Pitt one? Yeah. Oh my mm. god. It's a little pretentious. And Moneyball. Moneyball was good though. That yeah. Moneyball t- taught me math. Yeah, I thought Moneyball was very good. That was. I remember a story, an anecdote. My mom had interviewed Jonah Hill because he was in that movie, and she oh, had yeah. asked a question about him being like, "Oh, what's it like being a comedic actor? You're now you're a comedian, but now you're doing these dramatic roles." And his answer, I think he was saying this to a lot of people during this press tour, he's like, "I'm not a comedian, Ugh. and I never was." Right. It's like, okay. It's so just how you interpret I just it. knew Dustin Hoffman's daughter, and that's how I got an I Heart Huckabees. Okay? <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was like the was funniest kid in school. Went, yeah, he was just, just a like, funny dude from Crossroads. He's got to be in this movie. Um, but he's actually, you know, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's a funny dude. He's come a long way. He's come a long way. He really he really dresses like now, like he's like a fucking artiste. Yeah. Slash mm-hmm. streetwear bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> streetwear bay, Jonah Hill. The artist. Uh, the artist is... Miles, you put it well earlier when I mentioned that that was the movie that won the Academy Award. Yeah, like that maybe the most saw. the most forgettable Best Picture winner. Uh, and you're saying I was that's like, was peak it? Yeah. 2010 falling for dumb gimmicky shit like this? Because it's it's just because everyone's like it's in black and white and, and it's, it's silent. silent. And I was like, what? Um, I will say though, you can see Uggy, the dog who starred in the artist on World's Greatest Dogs on Disney Plus. Hey. You will say that. You've yes. always said that. Wait, in World's Greatest Dogs, they're like, and remember Uggy from Academy yeah, Award winning The Artist? But the reason they even, meant, yeah, they say he's retired from acting, um, but they say the reason they even bring him up is because he's roommates with Jumpy, who's currently the world, one of the world's greatest dogs. Jumpy? Wait, Uggy and Jumpy? Yeah. And who's they have a jumpy? Pomeranian who named Fluffy as well. Who's Jumpy? Jumpy's a dog that's like one of those like, like he's an agile performer. Yeah, dogs. like he's he can jump off anything and everything. He can jump over anything. He's just like wild. They're like, wow, how high can he jump? Uh he's he's they have him insane. they have him <laughs> climb up onto the roof of the house and jump off the roof into the owner's arms. It's unnecessary, but let's just say he's he's trick. roommates with Uggy who yeah. starred in the artist. Uh the descendants came out that the year. Descendants. Giving us a uh, Shia Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley Shia LaBeouf <laughs> uh, and Super 8 came out that year and like is when you look back people are like putting it on all these lists but that's pretty well, forgettable that was a J.J. Abrams flick, yeah those J.J. Abrams yeah. I think it was like when people thought J.J. Abrams was gonna be like the next Spielberg so they were like because this is right after Lost ended right so they're like oh what's he gonna do Abrams. oh he'll epically disappoint us yet again <laughs> uh but like bridesmaids came out that year yeah. which is super super iconic and was not nominated for anything i don't think except melissa mccarthy was nominated the help came out that year totally holds up 
Horrible Bosses, The Hangover 2. Wow, talk yeah. about something. Yeah, this was really when they're like, all right, can we This is when it, it fell up because like even so even the good movies that were like super successful uh and were pretty good, like there were a lot of sequels like Mission Impossible 4, which was like a really good sequel that kind of took that series to the next level. Uh Fast 5, that was when like the Fast and Furious franchise went from like B movie to like mainstream to blockbuster. Heist, heist films. Yeah. And like that movie's really good, but it's like a lot of the energy from this year of movies, like a lot of the iconic shit is like going in the direction of like Captain America, First Avenger. Like, so it gave us right. that. It gave us Thor. Damn, uh, so it was like, cook. yeah, it was just like everything started becoming not, not everything, but like the real, you know, memorable shit that was like taking over the box office was, uh, was, uh, Genre shit and right. like, uh, like Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, like, right? Exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, also Attack the Block, which great ended, movie, right? Yeah, so we got John Boyega, uh, with Attack the Block, uh, and this began the reconnaissance a little bit. It was like a soft launch of the reconnaissance because the Lincoln Lawyer came out that year, and like, this was the first movie that wasn't Matthew Didn't McConaughey, even see that one. uh, that wasn't him, like, in how to lose a guy in 10 days or whatever. Oh, right. Oh, was like, this the beginning of him being like, I am a good actor. I, I can act. Kind of has, oh, so act. this is what led to all those Lincoln ads. Yeah, that's that's basically Long true. Play. Yeah. Damn, you spot it. It's actually like that. So those, okay, APOC, look through the matrix real those, quick. Those Lincoln ads actually take place in the same universe as the Lincoln lawyer. No, that a makes lot sense. of people don't yeah. know that. That makes sense. Um, the Raid Redemption, which like created a type of uh, what movie, basically. So it was like this dude who wild stunts. Yeah, who did oh. who direct? It was uh, a stunt coordinator directed a movie. It's a Thai movie, I think. Oh, but it's, it's like those Jason Statham films. Yeah, it's basically like that. It's sort of what ended up leading to John Wick. Like John Got Wick it. was the American oh, incorporation right. of that whole aesthetic. Um, yeah, what if we get the stunt guys uh, to just direct, to direct the movie something? And it's just like nonstop fucking awesome action. Uh, music that year uh, was Watch the Throne, Bon Iver, uh, and I'll talk. Uh, Drake finally released a full album, actual album, not just mixtape, not just mixtapes. Take care. Uh, House of Balloons uh, from Weekend. This is actually a, a super iconic. That's year the for best music. one for me. Greatest album. Nostalgia Ultra was like Frank Ocean soft launch. Mm-hmm. That was good his as fuck. Mix, was that his mixtape? Yeah, tape? that was his mixtape. Yeah. Uh, Adele twenty one. Beyonce four. Uh, yeah. James Blake. James Blake. Video games. Yeah, video games by <laughs> Lana Del Rey. She she appeared on the scene. This yeah. was a big crying year for me with yeah. the music. Like I think House it was crying balloons, for everyone. Nostalgia yeah, oh, Ultra, I cried Adele, in a different way to House of Balloons. James Blake. House of Balloons was America's national drug come down. But you know, no, mm. not many people knew about it. It came, no. it came out, but you really had to be into the music to right. have known that some dude who was not on a major label was like in Canada releasing music and you're like well, you're the I spent a lot of time drunk listening to that album and the next two follow up I would yeah. Yeah. I would scroll through Facebook and check on people who I was seeing if their relationship status changed Stir and of then, Echoes when it went to in a relationship I would throw House of Balloons on and a single <laughs> tear would go down my face what? Yeah It's a good yeah Wait, the so, on drugs by yourself after everyone else is in bed mm-hmm. That's the soundtrack I I actually that. I do think Nostalgia Ultra was 
that coming out during Frank Ocean basically creating a genre of music, like opening up a world of like this kind of like avant-garde uh, R&B. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Where the lyrics were just kind of like very idiosyncratic. Like everything was so weird and, and it was this whole world. I remember listening to that in college and being like, oh my God, you can just like be weird now. Like nothing matters. Yeah. Right. Nostalgia Ultra and House of Balloons, I feel like coming yeah. out like two mixtapes that like defined that aesthetic of like sort of... Yeah, I mean, like, that wasn't a thing really before that, that, like, the most, like, critically lauded and, like, kind of challenging albums were coming from R&B artists. Like, that was, uh, yeah, gave us Frank Ocean. That's that's fucking huge. Uh, James Blake dropped James Blake. Uh, and Love we're going to get into uh, the stories of that year after this quick break. And we're back, and uh, Bin Laden was back in the news in 2011. What he do? Um, got got. Uh oh. By Obama. He got got. This actually, I remember. This was my first like when Twitter became like part of how I synthesized things. Oh really? Yeah. It was like when because The Rock broke the broke the story, and so I would like. The Rock broke the, the story? The Rock broke the story. He was what like, mean? just talked to one of my special forces friends, and I'm just so proud of our nation right now. That's all I can say. And it was, he wrote that like an hour before Obama then uh, called the Give press it. conference, and everyone was like, yo, what the fuck is happening? So wait, The Rock didn't break the story. He just knew yeah. about it and like made it clear that everybody, like everybody was like, yo, was something letting, yeah. big is happening. He, it was a soft break. And that's one of the reasons that like everybody was paying attention. This was, <laughs> so Obama goes up and tells the country that he killed bin Laden the day after uh, the White House press dinner where him and Seth Meyers shit on Trump. Oh, yeah. Thus launching us into our current timeline. Yeah. Uh, because Trump was humiliated and was like, I will. I will end you. I will use Russia yeah. <laughs> to defeat you. Also, Gaddafi, bad year for him. Uh, there was a war in Libya. He was overthrown and beaten to death in the street. Which is like, you know, shout out to his beautiful outfits. I know. You guys remember those? those the world got... A little less cruel and a little less fashionable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who's? Um, who has there? Do we have any like American politicians who have ever been as fashionable as certain Middle oh, East regime leaders? No. Uh, Jesus. Uh, fashion. No. Everyone's no. super. I mean, like lame. everyone's basic. Obama was like kind of fashionable, but not like that. I guess no presence. Yeah. You mean really like next level fashionable? Because like, Gaddafi kind had of a look wearing some challenging stuff. <laughs> it was like, yo. <laughs> He is right. taking risks. They're yeah. like, yo, people talk about Lizzo's t-shirt with the ass cut out Obama was wearing before. People don't realize. He just turns around in like a tailored suit and yeah. his ass is cut out. Um, Could you? Man, fuck. In this timeline, I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, Trump, the way, you know, how terrible his shit looks, I think, is a choice. Right. Oh, okay. You know, his, his taped tie. This was like when, I don't know, for some reason, maybe it's because like Trump started infiltrating the news uh, or maybe it was Twitter, but this like started feeling like the news, the news was ramping up and becoming that I don't know, faster and more horrifying and more like spectacular. Like there was Man, this, it's so funny because this year I got out of politics 
and I completely disengaged this year. So you, I'm telling you, I had been. You're like Bin Laden. Oh, Bin Laden died. <laughs> Whoa! Hold the phone, y'all. <laughs> you gotta tell me this stuff. No, I mean, like in that sense, it's weird. My like you said, you were on Twitter more, and take. I yeah. completely stopped looking at Twitter. I only looked at news like very selfishly if I like had to. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting now that like I I don't even have that conception of like the news speeding up at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was like the first time that I started writing about the news at Cracked. Like prior to that, it was all just, you know, like history articles or like pop culture shit. And then this was like when I was like things like people just the zeitgeist shifted where the focus was more like on the news in right. general. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, there was the tsunami in Japan, yeah. uh, March 11th. Yeah. Uh, there was an earthquake that then led to the tsunami. The uh, earthquake was like an eight point something on the Richter scale. It was like, basically they had all these protections in place, but they were, it was like up to a high sevens earthquake. And each decimal point that you raise an earthquake is like 10 orders of magnitude stronger. Right. But you're saying that you had been in I Japan. I was in Japan was right like, before that. I was... Trying to live in Japan. I this is again it's my wild. whole journey was like I I leave America and yeah. I leave politics you and spit I spit on the ground. I'll go back to my home in Japan. And I was there for a minute and like I I found work and I was able to like kind of support myself. And then I I don't know. Part of me always wanted. I was I knew I wanted to do comedy. That was right. one of the reasons why I left politics. And I was like I'm not gonna be able to do that here. Like I can live out here and I can make a life, but it's not gonna be a life. Right. Because prior to this, 2010. Woo boy. I was just drinking Jack Daniels to go to bed. Yeah. Like, and because I just hated like the sort of trajectory of my career. Uh, and yeah, I was about to be there and then something pulled me back right before. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, the the uh, tsunami happened. Yeah. And there was an earthquake right before I left too. It was trippy. But yeah, man, that's such a, it's a really, um, such a big tragedy and like the amount of, uh, the loss of life and just seeing sort of the kinds of people who emerged uh, like to support their communities or try and find loved ones and things. A lot of, a lot of heartbreak. Oh there. my God, man. Yeah. There's a, this American life story where they're like one of those towns that just got decimated by the earthquake. Like they have all these different like mourning things. And one of them is a, a telephone booth where you like go into the telephone booth oh, and like right. talk to yeah. your deceased relatives. Yeah. That fucking had me weeping. Descent and repression in Syria was one of the stories of 2011, uh, according to this ABC News kind of run back that I was looking at. I mean, this was <laughs> that came to define the decade, really, was, you know, this yeah, is the when things started sure. going to hell. Uh, and climate change too. Yeah. Who would have thought the droughts that were really destabilizing everything? Yeah. Um, Will and Kate got hitched again. Defined the decade. Uh, th those are two people. I remember people waking up. I right. did not. I did not remember that, but I did wake up for Harry. You did. I've always been a Harry. St no. Uh, you didn't wake it, up. It you had a child. I had a child. You were hiding <laughs> you a child. Yeah, you are hiding a child. <laughs> it does feel like that was kind of the beginning of maybe the younger generation's obsession with the royals. Like you're yeah. seeing this young couple get together and, and we all, I mean, my generation grew up being like, well, before I guess he I know. I remember older, my college like, girlfriend was obsessed yeah. with Will. Yeah, yeah, people loved Will. Yeah. And I feel like this was like a pivotal moment for us being like, wow, and he's found his... 
has found his princess. But remember, Pippa was the one who got all the shine. Yeah, like, yo, meat. look at her butt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was true. wild. It, it was, was like the headline. It was pretty. It was something to behold. It was Pippa Middleton. And I, I mean, sure, she looked, she looked fine and dandy. But it was so amazing that somehow the word Pippa itself became like overshadowed her sister marrying because they're like, man, <laughs> tell you something. Pippa, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like, all news from this period just reminds me of, like, Jake Tapper and, like, those ABC News, like, anchors who, like, got me too Like, it's just, like, right. I just picture everything being filtered through them being, like, and Pippa. I huh. could, I'm curious to, like, listen to news clips from then and how, like, the language has shifted where now oh, you yeah. wouldn't hear maybe male anchors being, like, and she certainly... Turned some right. heads. Yeah, yeah, with exactly. That ass. Right. <laughs> like that's how like and now you would like that the the amount had like how language has changed or how people are being like, yeah, let's not uh come just completely objectify women in the news broadcast. Right. That's yeah. what they have the man show for. Right. Uh the man show was one of the big stories of <laughs> no. The news core hacking scandal where they basically had to dissolve one of the oldest newspapers in the history of the Western world, News of the World, which had been running since for 168 years because they got caught hacking celebrities' phones. Isn't that Pierce Morgan? Yeah. Wasn't he caught up in that? He was that caught up in that. Turd. But yeah, it was Rupert Murdoch and his son James who deserve oh. a fuck you. I'm At not- least. I'm not shocked by that anymore. Now, like, we're in such an era, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh-huh. like that- uh, Makes sense. When, yeah, you gotta hack When, like, all those, story. like, yeah. nudes of celebrities were hacked. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, if that was Rupert Murdoch doing that, essentially, it's like a, it's wild. Oh, wow. Yeah. The fappening was uh, designed by Rupert Murdoch. I would right. also believe that, too. Yeah, I would, actually. Fapping. I'm not saying that that's even a theory. I'm that just saying, like, that's what this equivalent <laughs> was. Terrible Reddit name was for that event. Yeah. But, like, I heard somebody, like, I think it was on our uh, sister podcast, Night Call, uh, saying, calling it the, the fappening. Like, uh-huh. I think that's the term for it. Well, yeah, people colloquially referred that because that was the... The internet first, like Reddit had complete, like started like cataloging and archiving it, had a subreddit. History's going to be there, so fucking stupid. Like history books of this time period. How do you talk about any of this? Right. The fappening. And Jesus then the Christ. Snapchat was sent. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, but they would know if you screenshotted an image. And then you have to be like one and then go to footnote Snapchat, an uh, app used yeah. <laughs> by millennials and Gen Z. The thing that we uh, that we we replaced TV with, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was that Norway shooting rampage, killed seventy seven people. Oh man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the stories that just put hilarious. Yeah, deal. No, no. The uh, the next story I'm laughing at, not that one. Uh, deal resolves national debt crisis. Uh, I'm just going to read their summary of this. President Obama met with Speaker of the House John Boehner and Harry Reid and other congressional leaders to negotiate a deal to avoid the nation defaulting on its debt. Like, that was... Yeah. yeah, Those were the things. It's so weird to, like, think of how... up. Like, think about the Tea Party, right? They were all mad because of the bailouts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, going... They were using this tack of being like, what about the the spending is out of control? Yeah. Now... Could give a fuck about it. It's it's a runaway spending. The deficit is exploding. The right, like the yeah. people 
Like the yeah, Trump is spending way more money than Obama. They're like way less accountable to any sort of budget. And Paul Ryan's fucking gone. Like nobody gives oh. a shit about any of that stuff. But like that was all they talked about during Obama. And Paul Ryan, he didn't even get to completely get rid of Social Security like you wanted. I to. feel bad for him. You hate to see poor it. guy. I mean. His dreams yeah, when he was at that keg party. Good thing he's super buff now. I know. Whatever. And wearing a backwards hat. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Whatever. Yo, if you're of a certain age, you cannot work out with a backwards hat. Yeah. It looks But what about freaky. all the conservative housewives who are just jilling off at home? <laughs> <laughs> jilling off? I've never Jill-ay. heard that. That's good. Yeah, it's for the conservative housewives. Yeah. <laughs> I jill off. It sounds better. And I feel I, like that's going to be the picture for him in the history books. Yeah, next the, to the story of the fat curling, the yeah. one of him curling like, with yeah. the backwards hat. Ugh. And um, Occupy Wall Street uh, started in New York in 2011. Uh, the mainstream media tree. This is a bunch of like stinky hippies uh, hanging out and pooping in public restrooms and on the street. Uh, that's so really how they. Up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad up. to see that change though the perception right before yeah. they're like we all talking about man right. the 99 percent right I mean yeah. there so on the right you had the Tea Party which was actually like the Koch brothers just being like don't take our money through taxes but they the way they appealed to like a populist movement was by talking about the bailouts the on the left there was like the more organic Occupy Wall Street like mm-hmm. a populist movement but like. It was just totally ignored. Like both, like that. That was totally ignored. And then the the Tea Party. I guess they made a big deal of because everybody looked like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> what a great country. It's so man. This whole look back on the decade is just going to be so such a mind fuck. Yeah. Wait, why'd you just delete that one? <laughs> I don't. I just realized we don't want to end on this, but. <laughs> It is. We're recording this on the same day that I randomly brought this up in the Daily Zeitgeist. Right. So, by way of explanation, this is also the year that Jerry Sandusky was indicted. Uh, that was that was a shakeup, man. That was fucked up. Yeah, and it was also like the first time that I start like read a deep dive on like a sexual predator and was like, oh, like I I feel beginning. like I learned mm-hmm. something about. Yeah, this was kind of the first like wild story of like a sexual predator that was just like serially abusing people and right. everyone was just looking the other way. Yeah, that that the cover up was the most daunting right. thing of like watching like what was the uh, the the Joe Paterno? Paterno, Paterno. Paterno like being kind of like just being like, well, shit. Like it was yeah. so bad. Well, because he was like the face of Penn State football right. and he couldn't have something happen to it. I mean, that's like the thing when you really see what like how it just destroyed Joe Paterno too. You're like, this whole thing well, is was yeah. a wild ride. But yeah, like what you're saying though too is like it sort of took this sort of child sexual pre- predator right. and took it like sort of it made it less obscure. Like people were just sort of like, yeah, these people molest kids and mm-hmm. really sort of like through this, all this information about like the pathology of it and things yeah. became more discussed. The Gladwell like, article on that, I think is one of the best things he ever did. Cause he just like really breaks down like how all of like, like a predator's entire existence. Like think about it like an animal predator, like they're all of their skills, all of their existence is built on like picking off the weak to prey mm-hmm. on them. And so like, a sexual predator, like they just have all of these defense mechanisms and like social skills, and like they build their career to like put themselves in positions to like do all this shit. Like that's 
that put like the Weinstein thing in perspective for me. That put Cosby in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Cosby, this was after like the first lawsuits came out about him. Uh, and I was looking through Time Magazine's top 10 tweets of 2010, uh, Bill Cosby, and the tweet was, emotional friends have called about this misinformation. To the people behind the foolishness, I'm not sure you see how upsetting this is. And it and they had that because somebody had tweeted that he was dead. And he was like, I'm not dead. So wow. that's, that's what we were. We were all kind of looking the other way when it came to Bill Cosby. The uh, one thing I do want to say, uh, just to end on a slightly less uh, terrifying note, uh, one of the top words that year, planking. Yeah, boys. Uh, And to end on an even better top note, Uh uh, this is a status update of mine from 2011. (laughs) You're a sure thing because Miguel's sure thing came out that year, and that was my jam. Wait, so you were just referencing Yeah. So so my status was, you're a sure thing because I spent that whole year choreographing dances in my mirror to that song. Great Mm, song. Miguel, dude. Epic, Epic career, bro. Skywalker. Yeah, that's not. I have a status update <laughs> I just from. Love that song. I know it's a great song. It's a great song. From 2011 you, that says just Tori Amos all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the year Tori Amos blew up. And then yep. <laughs> I have another one. Artist of the year, Tori Amos, 2011. Uh, a weird version of me looking back. It says if you're turning 20 today, you are as old as Magic Johnson's HIV. That's wow. wonderfully dark and wow. so you. Yeah. Also, that's because it was the day he. Uh, it was like a, the 20th anniversary. I still when remember he that. That was like my JFK. I was shattered. I was too. Miles, I think you'll appreciate this. That's the year I discovered Jordy Shore. Oh the shit! The British version Why of Jersey I? Shore, which oh. is a hundred times more trashy than you could imagine. Also, like October 25th, relative. 2011. A status update from Facebook from Miles. Everyone's so white and happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's foreshadowing the rest of I'm your out life. Here. <laughs> well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for our roundup of 2010-2011. What a season. Check back tomorrow, probably, yeah. for 2012-2013, uh, where things get really out of hand. Talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.